Welcome to Dustrious. Keep your dice rolling, your hit points counted, and your magic flowing. Buckle up, travelers. You're in for a ride. Hello, and welcome to Dustrious, a high magic, high fantasy homeworld setting based loosely off the Pathfinder 1E system. This and Eldritch Dream Games production is made possible by our patrons, Brian Bridges, Brian Wraith, Donald Bewley, Eric S. Pat, Tim Demuse, Undead Fish, and in memory of Wesley Sullivan. Stay tuned after our episode to hear about some projects that some of these people are working on. But for now, let's get started with our story. Okay, so we're going to start with y'all asleep in your beds and rolling perception checks. Oh, I'm not asleep. Well, you're not asleep, but you're sitting in your basement reading a damn book again. Hmm. Because that's all you ever do. Uh, 16. But do we take a minus 10 for being asleep? Yes. Okay, so six. 10 with the penalty. I don't think Rick can fail it because he's awake and you only need a five. Oh. oh. To to hear the to hear, hear a blaring little riff come from Cat's guitar. Oh, God. It Not long. It's not a long little song or anything just a small little rift yeah russell's kicking up to his feet and uh grabbing weapons and heading out outdoors towards the sound uh brigard is uh slowly getting his stuff he's he's stealing himself for what's to come (laughs) rick what are you doing uh it's daytime now yes no it's still dark out still dark out how close to daytime is it about an hour away Okay, for for safety, I will still cast protective number on myself, and I'll go see what the fuck's going on. All right, so uh, Russell will probably get to her first, just because uh, he jumped straight out of bed and ran out, and she's just standing in in, in the road in front of y'all's houses, big old grin on her face. Cat, what a um, hell, what what's up? It's called a wake-up call. Well, it worked. Shit. You got an hour until sunrise, babe. Anyone dying? No, no. You just, you got an hour until sunrise. Oh, sunrise. Shit. Okay. Thought you might want to wake up in time to have some coffee, get your head on straight. Coffee? Yes. Hell, What's sunrise got to do with anything? Brigid's book. What about it? It's it has to be read. read by the dawn's first light. Oh, so y'all figured something out then? Yep. Oh, did we, uh, yeah, that was a thing. We didn't, uh, oh, we didn't catch uh, Rick up on all of Russell and Briggards? Okay, well, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Briggard was, uh, good morning, Kat. Thank you for the wake-up call. Could you please, for the love of Asmodeus, stop playing? I, I, I did. I just, I played one little riff, dear. It's over. Just. It's still kind of playing in Brigard's head. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, everybody, come on in. I'll get coffee going and get a shirt, and we can do this thing. I can cook breakfast. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> what are you evilly laughing about? Yeah, Don was just going to zoom right past the evil laugh. <laughs> and 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 there's a, there's smirking going on in chat. What is what is going on, Sean? I was invited in. Oh <laughs> shit! You've already been in the kitchen. It's part of yeah, the public. Yeah, the place. the kitchen is part of the public place. I didn't invite you upstairs. Fair. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so Russell will go in and finish dressing himself. Uh. Cat and Raylene will both actually be making breakfast and coffee because it's not like Raylene slept through that. <laughs> you other two just having a seat at the table. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, he, uh, yeah, Brigard's watching Cat uh, out of the corner of his eyes. He's not suspicious. He just doesn't want to hear that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's going to pull the book out and uh, talk to Rick. And so uh, he's he'll sit at the table as uh, stuff is being prepared and uh, chat with you while Russell's getting dressed about the uh, the events of the day before, talking to Sammy, um, 
figuring out that uh, Sammy's son is mute and is going to work with Russell. I'm going to do a Don summary since we're recording now. Everyone that listened probably knows what happened. So the book needs to be read at the light of Dawn because that was when it was made. Well, because Asmodeus create, created everything. He's the father of creation. So that's why they need to wake up so early. Uh, and Rick, you aren't wearing your hoodie and stuff anymore, correct? You you kind of goffed it up a bit, if I remember right. Uh, well, I stopped wearing my like normal hoodie back when uh, I got adventuring gear. But uh, it's more or less like a fantasy version of a hoodie that's been like masterwork transformation. But uh, you might notice that I have another mask now. I'm still wearing the white one that I have been, but I've got a black one now on my hip. Uh, so, yeah, Brigger will spend that time just, you know, chatting with Rick about that. And uh... just in case anyone's forgotten, I know Brigger totally didn't catch it. But he Russell doesn't. did. Russell did catch it. That little sister Lila that gave you all this information is kind of a total bitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, Don. Yeah, Don caught that. Brigger, poor sweet dumb Brigger. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was trying to like. I was racking my head since that session, like going over what notes I was able to slap together. Like I don't remember pissing Lila off, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> You you didn't. It's just one of her her big brothers weren't watching over, so she didn't have to play sweet. And y'all are men. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yep. Fucking men, the worst. <laughs> she thinks so. Scum of the earth. Uh, yeah. No. About the time uh, coffee can be smelt, Russell will probably be making his way back downstairs. No, you boil it. You don't smelt it, you dumbass. There will be coffee, mm-hmm. and you will smell. Bacon and eggs frying away on, on the stove. I, I was just going to say, Don, Don is still shaking his head at Sean's fucking <laughs> smelt pun. God damn you. <laughs> Russell will make his way downstairs and kind of reverted back to his natural pre-coffee state. And um, as he takes that first drink, kind of get a good smell of everything going on around and be like, hell, we does anybody else in this town do breakfast? We we might have to open for breakfast. <laughs> well, when the inn was open, everybody ate there. Um, but it, there, it's probably going to be another day or two before it's reopened. Well, then I, I ain't going to step on their toes then. That's that's primarily what people around here use the inn for is, is uh, the town residents don't cook so much themselves. Usually they just go to the inn and eat so that Instead of eating at home alone, they're with everybody else. Fair enough. I mean, the farmers, they have their own food at home, I guess, because they have families and whatnot. But most of the people here in town don't have large families. So. The family was the drunks we had breakfast for along the way. <laughs> uh, I think because he's still getting uh, used to it, uh, Rick's going to go ahead and switch his masks and just look around the room and see how things are charged okay is there anything in particular you're looking at or are you just kind of in general yeah yeah, just in general yeah um like i told you before there's a good mix in in just about everything around you um you would notice a very definite uh arcane in the in the uh stove itself this is how these stoves have flames Mm mm-hmm uh, for cooking and such, um, but everything else is just naturally imbued with, especially in in like, if you look like at the wood floors or or any any wood he has in there, you would be able to distinguish the planks from this tree. Obviously, had this kind, and this tree had this kind, kind of thing. Looks like a Lego Lego room. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> All right. And uh, is uh, Brigard green and Russell purple? Yes. Okay. He'll, he'll probably just take some time taking that in. Um, and if you look at Raylene and Cat, Raylene is divine, of course. Cat is arcane. Good to know. I will be keeping my eye out for any gray. 
Would you like to explain to your uh, fellow players what you're doing here? Because they have no idea. Nope. Oh, wait, <laughs> the players? Yes, the yes. players. <laughs> Sorry. The players, Sean. Okay. <laughs> God. Drink your coffee. Sorry. Here, let me explain what finger I'm holding up to the screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The players, not, not, not the other... Sorry, that, that's my bad. Yes, uh, to okay. Brian and Don. We're friends. Okay, so Some say. Basically, I have an I my this other mask. It's a different type of detect magic. Instead of detecting school or mere presence, it detects uh, source. So arcane, divine, and psychic, uh, as well as there's a fourth sort of corrupted type that it can detect. And like literally everything apparently has basically he's got an alchemist mask because alchemists in this world work with the natural magic that's been absorbed by plants and other ingredients. And this mask helps him identify what stuff has what kind of trace magic in it. And uh, Rick created this mask. No, Barry did. Gotcha. So he, he's checking to see if your house can be used for alchemical in- ingredients. <laughs> there, are, there are other reasons. He's trying to get used to it and understand it. And also, well, yeah, in terms of the gray stuff. Let's just see what a hollow point around Enchanted of Daylight does. <laughs> Not shit. Well, it, it does whatever a hollow point around does because daylight doesn't hurt vampires. Then why are you putting on the, um, the-, the spell? Dispel daylight. It specifies so it doesn't. If if I cast dispel magic and Russell does the bullet, <sighs> well, it will hurt like a bullet. But if you dispel magic while the actual fucking sun is out, yes, it will hurt me. All right, just you know, becoming uh, Russell's little Robin to his Batman. <laughs> And another little point, just in case you forgot, Russell, uh, <laughs> you do know that your little phantom friend seems to have magic that can affect Rick. Yes. Yeah. Oh, does uh, does uh, Rick's mask see Draga as any different? I guess I don't know if I think she's fused with him at the moment. Yeah, she's she? she's not walking around in here right now, anyhow. So, so I can't see her. Gotcha. I imagine it works like detect magic, where you actually have to be able to see the thing, unless it's specifically yes. like illusion magic or some gotcha. shit obscuring. So, anything else y'all need to discuss over breakfast? Uh, not, not that I can think of. No. Nope. So good. then y'all, y'all might want to go outside to uh, wait for the daylight before Rick turns stuff into alchemy ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so as soon as everyone, Brigard's anxious right now to uh, get this red. So he's gonna kind of wolf down his food and um, uh, go outside and wait for. Uh, anyone that's coming with and he's gonna survey the town and look for like a, a hill well we're on hill point so uh look for a clearing so kind of uh just the best vantage point to get the get the reading okay and uh y'all have the map of the town as you can see there there are buildings pretty much all around town you figure your best bet might be to walk slightly outside of town mm-hmm um, probably to the east because the sun rises from the east. In order to just not have to recast it uh, regularly, uh, I'm just going to enchant like uh, like a fuck one of my gloves or something with protective penumbra for now. Okay. I'll zoop it up if I need to. All right. So. Y'all travel just a little bit. I mean, like, y'all are not far at all. Just a little bit outside of town to the side of the hill where you can uh, watch the sunrise. You'll have to, as it comes up, you'll have to maneuver and hold the book in such a way that the light is actually passing through the stained glass. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, y'all saw the, pic- the, the picture of the stained glass, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. And as the light filters through the glass and hits the pages, words will appear. Mr. Brigard, you're the only one that can see them. Okay. So if you look there in the chat. 
something about kidneys. Just gonna and then you oh, can decide okay. oh, oh. whether you want to keep this to yourself or whether you're gonna read it out loud so one of them can jot it down. What are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, when I uh, looked at the map, it took me back to when we posted the map. So that's okay. Um, no, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Brigard. Uh, yeah, Asmodeus didn't say you know keep it secret. You know, I, I'm supposed to pursue it any way possible, and Brigger knows that keeping secrets and trying to manipulate his friends isn't how he would do things anyway. So he'll he'll read it out loud. Um, and his reading's gotten better. Has gotten better. Upon the winter solstice, in the year of shadow and flame, when the stars fall from the sky, the location of fiendish victory shall be revealed. Upon the twilight of ghosts, when light overcomes shadow, in the year of shadow and flame, the maiden steel cleaver shall be revealed near the ancient cave. Upon the shadow's eve, when light rules over darkness in the year of shadow and flame, the tree of thunder shall be split and reveal the skull spear. And uh, he, he's holding it up, uh, just marveling at the... Uh, he'll, like, hold the book up and have the sun go through, and then he'll, like, move it ever so slightly. Uh, do the, the, the words disappear as less light uh, shines through? The words would stay on the page for about the first 30 minutes of daylight. Mm. And then they disappear. Okay. I hope one of like you was writing that down. <laughs> Russell. Russell nods his head. Yeah, I got you, big guy. I typed it in my phone. Oh, so you're hunched over looking down at your phone while we're enjoying this nice sunrise? Yeah, once in a lifetime sight. Kid can't take his eyes off his phone. Millennials. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, okay. If he was of an age in 2019, no matter how you feel about them, Rick was a millennial. Pretty sure he's, what, Gen Z? Still a yeah. millennial. Yeah, millennials no. are like 30 now. If you were born after 1983, you're a millennial. Some pa- some papers put it closer to closer to uh, 1980, actually. Do they? Okay. Well, yeah. it depends on who you read, whether or not I'm a millennial. I think if if you're worried about not being a millennial, I think you should automatically be a millennial for having <laughs> that that unnecessary worry on your back. Never <laughs> never said I was worried. I just said it depends on whose papers you that you read. Fair enough. Um, okay, so yeah, he, he'll have the book. He'll close it and uh, he'll stow it in his pack. He's going to keep it with him. Um, Actually, when you close the book, it disappears. <gasps> I'm not going to put it in my pack at all. <laughs> does it disappear in like a puff of smoke or does it just blink out? It just blinks out when you close okay. the book. Uh, I'm going to switch masks real fast and see if I can figure out what kind of what just happened. What you're putting on which mask? The detect magic the white one? mask. Yeah. Um, roll me a fortitude save. A f- a f- oh, fun. Yay. Fucking deity magic. I rolled a natural one. Oh, fuck yeah. Now I am undead. You are undead. Don't disintegrate me, please. But you rolled a natural one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. you're gonna be blind for the next four hours. <laughs> Brigard and Ru- uh, Russell were looking at the sun, yet Rick is the one that gets blinded. Uh, like I feel like he, he like like winces and then like takes the mask off and then like a re- he gets a really worried look on his face. Just, yeah. uh, guys, yeah, kid. Yeah, Rick. I can't see. Take that mask off. I already did. Oh shit. Well, um, I don't know. I'm guessing whatever did that was extraordinarily powerful. You mean the uh, the ancient book made by the devil that just disappeared? Yep. Yeah. The relic of the father of creation does a thing and you didn't expect things to happen? Well, I was trying to figure out what exactly happened and it seems to have blinded me, which I didn't even think was possible. Um, Let me just peruse my spell list real quick and see if I have... Condition removal. I'll say, um, so I, I can fix it. I think. Just give me a minute. And uh, does blindness fuck up spells? Spellcasting at all? Targeted ones, probably. Yeah, if, if you have to be able to see what you're shooting at. Well, no, I'm just, it. I'm just trying to cast cure blindness deafness or remove blindness deafness. I have it as a witch spell. Witch. 
Can I can I do it? Does it you work? You cast it. It's not going to do any good. <laughs> okay, so I, I like grunt as I lose thirty fucking hit points, and I'm like, oh, it's not helping. Here, Rick, let me heal you. You remember that you have to use like harming spells to heal. Yeah, me. I know that was just Don being okay. a little bit of, being a bit of an asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he'll uh, he'll inflict moderate wounds on you. Two d eight plus three. Two d eight plus four. It's plus your level. Uh, fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, yeah, that's half of the almost half of the hit points. Okay, but... and I'll, I'll I'll boop you one more time. Just okay. Oh, um, sixteen. Okay, I am fully fully healed. <clears throat> okay, and uh, Brigger will offer his arm uh to uh Rick to guide him. Uh, are you are, are his eyes damaged in any way, or or like you know milky white or any of that? Nope. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, I uh, well, we're uh, might might need to wait and figure out how long uh, Rick's gonna be like this. But I do have a couple more books we might want to get a look at. Uh, it it kind of it feels a little metagamey to know that it's gonna be four hours. I think I'm gonna have Brigard uh worry that this is permanent since this was the father of creation. Right. Does my or- life sense still function? Do what? Does my life sense still function? Yeah, only your eyes are affected. Okay. I was like, I think I can kind of tell what's around. I just can't see. Okay. Uh, so you're like Neo at the end of the third Matrix movie? Uh, do things like plants count as alive for this? No. Sake? No. Okay. It's like, no, I can see you. I can see him. I can see those squirrels over there. I can see the bugs. But no, I can't. Okay. See yeah, like so obstacles. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's how I'm gonna play this. Um, Rick, you you need to be more careful. Uh, here, let me guide you, and uh, you know he'll offer his shoulder, and he's got his bardiche out now. So if there's any sort of stumbling going on, he can use that to brace himself. I can follow you. Just walk in front of me. If there's something on the ground that I might trip over, let me know, and I'll walk behind Burger. Yes, Rick. I will do that. <laughs> see if I can cast a fly spell on myself. <laughs> well, I could still see you. Well, no, no. I would just fly uh, with no vertical movement and just fly us off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, I can fly too. It's slower. Yeah. As yeah, a reaction? You, you wouldn't know he was flying. <laughs> Well, yeah, once I started falling, I'd turn into uh, mist and fly. Okay. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, sorry. It's just, <laughs> I miss fucking with Sean. Um, uh, it's fine. Uh, so, <clears throat> these, these entries in the book, are we in the year of Shadow and Flame? Uh, actually, that's a very good question. Did Cat come up the hill with this, or? No. Okay. Regardless, it said something about the winter solstice. I think that's a while off. We've got time to figure this out. What is the Twilight of Ghosts and Shadows Eve? So, y'all can make intelligence checks? Oh, yay. Uh, it's a seven. 22. Oh, wait, no. It's a nine. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> the 18. Okay, so Gregor, you're concentrating on the ground and making sure there's nothing for him to stumble over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two of you kind of pondering this, though. Okay, so yeah, the first one talks about the winter solstice. Uh, the second one, when light overcomes shadow. Uh, and then on the third one, when light rolls over darkness. You figure all three of those phrases are referring to the solstice, to the same thing. I think they probably mean the same thing. There's a lot of uh, flowery ways to refer to the same thing. Winter solstice is straightforward. I think uh, I read somewhere that the... Because winter is the shortest day, right? Winter solstice is the shortest day of the year? Yes. Yes. So, Shadow's Eve, winter solstice will be the shortest day of the year. So, longest night. There's plenty plenty of belief systems back home, even in my time, that 
thought that the winter solstice was when the border between life and death was at its thinnest. Eh? Well, this world seems to have it pretty thin as it is. Says the vampire. <laughs> Says the vampire to the guy with a ghost in his head. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and y'all do know it's it's summertime right now. So if y'all are waiting for the winter solstice, y'all gonna have a little bit of a wait. Yeah. Um, and then Brigger will... I am familiar with the winter solstice. We had another name for it that I didn't think of on the top of my head. And we have some time to prepare for this. I am curious, are we certain it is this winter solstice? I did not study the calendars in Forfeshna. Year of shadow and flame. Yeah, can Russell do a knowledge history to see if he can figure that out? Mm-hmm. 25. Nice. Okay, so they do have actual numbered years here. Um, so you figured this is uh, recur- kind of referring to something else, but you do know that uh, in your reading, you found that they count years by magical cycles as well. So a year of shadow and flame, you would think that that's referring to an arcane cycle. Okay. So do we know if we're currently in an arcane cycle? You are currently in an arcane cycle. So um, if a year of shadow and flame is a fancy way of saying an arcane cycle, that would mean potentially this year. Then we have some time to gather more knowledge on what these artifacts, this fiendish victory, this steel cleaver, and the tree of thunder could correlate to. And this this part here in the first one, when the stars fall from the sky, often we would see such shooting stars streak across the sky in our in my home's night sky. Have you experienced these? Yeah, they're I, uh, meteor showers. Fallen swell. Meteor showers was a word, but we just called them fallen stars. In that library you are forming, Rick, have you found in your research anything of ancient caves? Not yet. Not what I've been focusing on. If I get to where I can see again, I might be able to do something about that. Russell, here. Yeah. Uh, roll a, an intelligence or wisdom check, either one. I allow either one for memory. Okay, awesome. Well, intelligence it is. Hmm. That's a uh, 20. Kat did tell you that uh, the, the, the axe, when it called to her, it was on this island in an old cave. Hmm. I, uh, I might have a lead to follow up on as far as... Wait a second. If Oh hell Russell is something the matter Well um, What was it Upon upon the twilight of ghosts When the sun When the light overcomes shadow In the year of shadow and flame The maiden's still cleaver may be revealed Near the ancient cave Um, Does Russell remember Kat saying how long ago She found the axe no, she never said, like, specifically when she found it. Okay. She did say its name was Hell Screamer, though. Yeah. Cat found her, uh, her ex in a cave and kind of off in the middle of nowhere on an island. A year of shadow and flame isn't necessarily a single year. It's, it's a term, it references an arcane cycle. What if one of the weapons is right here in Hilltop? It does seem to operate on a much higher level than any of the magics that we've been confronted with or use. Pretty sure it had a name and it's intelligent, so we can ask her and she can ask it. And maybe we could uh, speak to some healers in town about curing your blindness. If they can't do anything, I can try working on a circle to amp up my spell. I don't know what that is, but okay. 
you can improve magic with circles. They take time to make and take more people to fuel, but you can improve spells. Kind uh, of uh, kind of like you summoned your familiar back at the fort? Yeah. Uh, Don is asking this. Is that are you like saying it's like a ritual spell? Yeah. Okay, okay. So where are y'all headed first? Uh, healer, uh, one of our key, I would, I mean, Brigard would want to see to Rick's blindness immediately, so uh, I feel like his thinking would be if it just happened, maybe if we were walking down as we were doing all this talking, we could, uh, before it becomes permanent sort of thing, maybe someone can, uh, like a, like a venomous snake bite if we can catch it quick. Alright, so who are y'all gonna go talk to? You've got the twins at the temple. You've got Raylene staying at uh, uh, Russell's, Russell's house. Yeah. Um, Brigard would veer towards the temple if uh, either of you want to correct um, correct him. No, uh, Russell's got no objections going to the temple. Uh, when because we've got to walk by our houses to get to the temple, right? I believe yeah. so. Okay, so uh, when we pass by my house, do I detect uh, any life force inside? Yeah, there are actually three inside. All right, I'll say, hold up, I've got an idea. Uh, uh, Vari might be able to help. Uh, And I'll turn and and probably not walk towards the door. (laughs) Probably like walking (laughs) towards the wall next to the door. I reach at him correct his course a little yeah, bit yeah yeah brigard has his bardiche out and he just kind of just tap rick on the left arm ever so slightly to cor- course correct him thanks <laughs> uh when i do reach the door i'm not gonna bother fumbling with the uh with the handle i'm just gonna mist through it <laughs> all right are you are you two following him inside uh, i'm not yeah. gonna walk through the door i'm going to open the door but yeah uh brigard will fall follow uh, where does it seem like the life forces are in the house compared to me? They're in the kitchen. Okay, so that's just like slightly forward and to the left, I think. So I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna stand in the door. I was like, Bari? Yes, yeah, Sugar, what, what's up? I'm blind. Think you can do anything about it? Uh, okay, let's let's try that sentence again. What? You, you have to forgive him, Bari. He's. He's had a few minutes to get used to the idea. I tried looking at magic that was too strong. Now I can't see. Okay, I say this in the nicest possible terms. You idiot. (laughs) Oh, hell, it's no big deal. I put the mask on and I couldn't see anymore. As soon as Ovari calls him an idiot, Russell just kind of relaxes. Okay. (laughs) How powerful of magic are we talking about? I didn't get a chance to look. God item, potentially. (laughs) If a god made it, you're just gonna have to wait for it to wear off. But it will wear off. Maybe. um, I guess that depends on exactly what it was you were trying to see and how much the god didn't want people looking at it. The god was Asmodeus. I think the god still is Asmodeus. I don't think that changed. I mean, the, the god that had, whose item it was, fucking pedant. I'm, I'm, I'm being a smart burger. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Oh, I thought that was Sean being a... No, it was, Sean. It was 100% Rick being <laughs> fucking asshole. So, yeah, you're, you're just gonna have to wait it out and it might go away unless you just really pissed him off. Do I smell anyone familiar in the room? Darling and Zalver are both there. All right. Well, at least that clears it up. Hopefully it'll wear off. Hopefully. Um, if not... I've got some magic that can create workarounds, but it's kind of beefy. Problematic. Rick, what if you used one of your uh, wolf brother as a seeing eye dog? I could do that. I could... I could use Deju too, but I can't sense them like I can sense the rest of you. What if we put a leash on you? <laughs> I'd appreciate that not being a thing. 
Oh, yes, please. Can I put a leash on you? <laughs> Rick is probably not looking like anyone in the eyes, like, but like in their general direction and just like shakes his head. Put a leash with a little balloon <laughs> so wherever in a grocery store we don't lose you. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, um, I guess I will go tell. Uh, your, your new little daddy that his son is blind now. Well, this I mean... This would be a fun conversation. If it's gonna wear off, supposedly, we oh, we could give it till noon instead of waking daddy up. Well, he's not asleep. Yeah, I was speaking figuratively. <laughs> She'll kind I'm of with, her shoulders. I'm with him on this one. We'll give it a few hours... If nothing, then then we'll see what's up. Then we can go make fun of him and tell him how much Rick fucked up. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Rick doesn't look amused. Probably like looking you real hard in the mouth or something. <laughs> as, soon, as soon as Rick looks look at Russell, he's just Russell's just quietly gonna take a couple of steps over. <laughs> <laughs> He's not cockeyed. He just can't see. <laughs> but if you take a couple of steps over, I follow that. Oh, shit. I forget about that part. Hmm. I just don't. I just don't quite know exactly where to look for, like, facial features. But here's here's the most difficult part. You spent all your time reading books. How are you going to spend the next few hours? If only well, there was some way that books could be translated to an audio medium. Problem is, I don't have accessibility settings turned on on my phone. Uh, oh, hand it a uh, Brigard. He'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, What's that one say, Brigard? Format? Yeah, that's the right one. Yeah. <laughs> we want to return it to its base settings so he can fix his blindness. Oh, he'd be so mad. Jeez. <laughs> he would. You get rid of all of his stuff, or most of his stuff. <laughs> I just thought of a, a horrible thing out of character that Russell would do if he knew enough, but he doesn't. <laughs> he just needs a ball peen hammer to walk up to the phone and be like, clink, now we're even. <laughs> oh, oh. Just just enough to break the screen. Hmm. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to try and find a way around this somehow. Russell kind of walked towards the kitchen table and sit down and pull, the, pull out his bag and take a couple of books out. Ironically enough, in the meantime, I, I did have a couple more books we might want to take a look at. Got them off the slaver ship before it went completely under. Oh, what do you have? Well, I think I've got a manifest, which is probably going to have transaction records. Which means we'll know where they were taking the girls. And the other one's completely illegible by my best reckoning. I haven't had much time to look at it since, well, we've been busy the last few days. Uh, looking at the illegible one, is it a matter of uh, language or is it a matter of like water damage? Water damage. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. These books were basically, uh, it was in a box on the ship and the ship went under so I'm looking to see if there is a spell Brigard may have I mean Don Don would question like is there like a, a turn back time on just this item a la Doctor Strange Russell uh, Russell would uh, maybe try uh, make all okay, uh, okay uh, before you cast that would make whole make it whole and return it to its written self or give you a brand new blank book? Ooh. <laughs> like, oh someone someone marked all over this book. Let's erase that and give you a fresh new book. It technically it technically only repairs magic items, so that's probably not even gonna be I mean there's mending, but I think we discussed that when he found them. Mm -hmm. That mending wasn't gonna take care what, of it what about the spell true form oh no it just removes a polymorph effect never mind uh i'm gonna go ahead and dump 
another 30 hit points into it uh and like dropping an enchantment on uh share senses so that i can uh see through deju's eyes for okay. now and i'm just gonna keep him close by I, I imagine like him doing some experiments. This would take him a few minutes to pull off. Actually, I got a bit of an idea. Basically, what y'all are trying to do is get the ink that ran and smeared and became illegible back into place to form letters. Yeah. With uh, with Rick's thing about uh, Deju, I imagine that must be uh, pretty disorienting having, uh, unless you position him immediately right in front of you, having to learn to navigate uh, this area from that different perspective. Like, you know, you're playing a video game and you accidentally bump your camera angle and you're still trying to move forward. Yeah. That it's, it's better than nothing, but it's not something oh, sure. I call like is- combat good. Rick is from 2019. Maybe he just positions him about four or five feet behind him and about two or three feet up. So it's over the shoulder <laughs> of that person. Over the shoulder. I can see so much better now. I'm so much better at everything. <laughs> now, if only I could shoot and move at the same time. <laughs> These damn zombies, man. Right. Yeah, I, I think like if he's walking around, he will probably actually do an over the shoulder thing because that way he won't accidentally bump into the flaming fucking skull. But uh, <laughs> uh, otherwise, he's going to have him like in front or actually just generally wherever y'all are trying to help out with this. He'll probably just be sitting somewhere. Okay. If we can get the ink to go back into place, but I don't know a specific spell that's going to do that. I could... um. I could try automatic writing. Neither Don nor Brigard are very familiar with that. Would you want to? I could. Uh, I could try to pick up psychic imprintations off the book, from the people who wrote down what was originally written in it, and write what they wrote. That makes sense. I can see that working thematic. Uh, I can see how that would, you know, as you're writing the psychic feelings of you writing in that. Okay, that makes sense to Don now. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind too, y'all do have the ability to craft spells if you just want to try to attempt to make a spell that will do what you need it to do. And Russell, Russell's thinking about an idea like that as he's putting everything down to maybe get started working on some automatic writing, pulling out some paper and whatnot from his bag, and then he's going to stop and go, Brickard? Yes? Do you have any charcoal on you? for your sketches and whatnot i figured oh yes he definitely yeah you're right yeah good call yes he absolutely does that he does have charcoal he does have paper yes russell's gonna very lightly rub a piece of charcoal over one of the pages on the book and he's gonna do the equivalent of rubbing a pencil over a page or a pen route to see if he can pick up the indentations very good haha so which book are you looking at first? Oh, I got a roll. Even that's actually even slave manifest odds the other one that had nothing. So I'm actually doing the other one first. Okay. So once you get these pages out, it uh, it's also some kind of ledger. It shows payments that are taken in, money spent on the upkeep of the crew, the balances left, that kind of stuff. You discover that about 75% of the balance left is being paid out to someone listed as Vex. Vex. It also lists purchases made by two other nobles, a Lord Terrawin and a Lady Cray. Was Lord Terrawin the guy in red? How is Cray spelled? K-R-A-E. I'm a... I, I, I would do my duest diligence, maybe if someone can take a picture of the notes, but with this new microphone, my uh, my keyboard is a bit too clicky-clacky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just noticed all the little lines from when I was typing. Oh, okay, I usually edit those out anyway. Just don't talk and type at the same time. You should be good. Now, 
You will notice when you start comparing the books that uh, the second ledger, the the listings on it are not, they don't contain any of the slaves that are sold in port in the regular slave markets. Those are all in the first book. And uh, there, there, there's no other uh, goods or anything being sold to these people that are that are making payments, these, these uh, nobles. And the way it looks based on the amounts, the quote-unquote purchases that the Lord and Lady are making, the money that was given to the slaves, part of it gets turned over to this Vex. Is it the same 75% or is it Yeah, that's, that's where the 75% comes from. Oh, okay. Uh, seeing this, uh, Brigard will... Um... You said, who's here? Vari, Zav, and... Darlena. Darlena. Um, do any of these names look familiar to you? Well, there's not names uh, other than the pe- people who are making payments and stuff. And no, they would not know Vex or Lord Terrawin or Lady Craig. Uh, in these uh, ledgers, is there locations of... Like, in, they- in, the, in the first book... There is uh, where they list the slaves that are sold in port. It lists them by their gender, race, approximate age, where they were taken from and where they were sold at and what kind of price was gotten for them. Okay. In the second book, it does not have any locations. And just so I have them straight in my notes, the second book is the one that mentions Lord Terrawin and Lady Cray. Yes, and Vex. Yes. I recognize the Lord's name. Where from? Just when I curious. talked with Iva, yeah. Okay, well, let me finish telling him what all okay. he finds before y'all discuss this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. The uh, other thing that you take note of is uh, the slaver ships, they were known as the Water's Wolves. Um, but they seem to they run a route from Valinor to Dunwich and back. That seems to be their part of the sea. But you see mention of them sometimes meeting up with a, another ship called Gable's Ghost up near Dunwich. And it, it would appear that Gable's Ghost also um, carries slaves from time to time. Gable's Ghost is a ship. And then uh, they refer to another ship called Undors, U-N-D-O-R, apostrophe S, cabin. They, they sometimes meet that ship down near uh, Valinor. Okay, so... So now he has all the information y'all can discuss if y'all wish. <laughs> um, when I... When I spoke with Lila, we... I got some of her memories from when she was on the ship. It was a... Uh, one of the memories she shared from looking out the window was a red-dressed nobleman. Uh, I, I dug up some info about that and got that it was off of his description that that was Lord Terrawin. And his place is protected from scrying. I've already tried that shtick. I have tried to peer in on some of the other slaves that were with them and they're in some sort of facility. It's like a prison. They're trapped there, but they're well treated, uh, which is probably not a good thing. Yeah, you, uh... How do you get up to all these side adventures? I don't sleep. That was more Don, but... Oh, well, I don't (laughs) sleep. Okay. Um, like all most of that was in like my first night of not being dead anymore. I don't remember which one of you it was, but I know uh, Dravik handed one of y'all a list of the missing girls. Don't remember either, but I do remember uh, us getting a I list. I think we all got it because I have a list of missing girls. Well, Mildred like Davis, I, threw, Anna Miller. I, I threw a list into chat, mm. but like Dravik wrote down the names and gave one of y'all the list. Or gave it to all of y'all, but I don't know who took the list. Well, listeners, if we've got it wrong, you can tweet us about it. But Russell will pull the list out of his bag. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was Russell that took the actual physical list. Yeah. 
But uh, working from the descriptions that are in the first ledger of the people who were actually sold as normal slaves, uh, along with the three locals, y'all could figure out uh, who was sold, who was pretty much rescued, and who is unaccounted for and is probably in that second book. You will see on the document the ones that say still missing, they're the ones that are unaccounted for and probably in that second book. The ones that say sold, they were sold at different ports, um, which is either in this case going to be Valinor or Dunwich because of the route they ran. They were sold as normal slaves. And then, of course, the uh, girls that were rescued before the ship sank and the ones that uh, were revived. Russell kind of starts looking it over and makes a couple of tick marks in the spare page and goes, well, that means we're going to get this done completely right. We've got two more girls from Hilltop that were sold in the first ledger, and we've got four more that have most likely made their way into the second one. Oh, if they're in the same place as the other faces I picked up from Lila's memories, I couldn't see very far out of there. So it was just them and their cells. Anything out the windows or anything distinct you remember? Doesn't let me see that way. It's just a void Actually, after about you- 10 feet. Actually, you did ask about seeing out the windows and stuff, but they were snow-covered. Oh, I thought it was I couldn't see past, like, 10 feet. No, they were snow-covered. That's what I said. Uh, The hearths all had really nice fires in them. They were dressed well to be kept warm and stuff. They're obviously in a very cold place. Okay. It was like there was snow. They had good fireplaces. Wherever it is, it's cold. Well, according to the map we were given, snow is not all... Chronic snow is not all that common of an occurrence here. Yeah. And if... Russell kind of pull out the map and take a look at it. And if these guys was meeting another boat up near Dunwich, it wouldn't be too unreasonable to think that that second boat is taking them further north. You think in the mountains up by Bamberg and Merkwell? Yeah. Makes sense. That or even a little bit further out, uh, further out west where the map actually denotes what looks like a frozen environment. The, um, speaking of the map, your automatic writing, uh, and your psychic abilities, are you able to discern, uh, the, the, the vibe of the person writing? Made them. It, it's kind of a. I think that would be more of an object reading thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was just curious. Uh, you flip that map over, and maybe if you could get a reading off that. So okay, no, it was just it just popped in my does, head. Does Brigard ask that? Um. No. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that was more Don. Just like had a a moment of intelligence. Uh, sorry. Because then I'll have to find a window for Russell to think of it. Because if Brigger had said that, he would have jumped at that. Because mm-hmm. knowing more about who the hell made the map. Yeah. But I'm thinking more. We uh, we find out who this ship is, and uh, maybe a few lot can convince me to take a more leveled approach towards dealing with slavers. We can uh. We can um, find who's in charge of the Gable's ghost and figure out where they're taking the girls. Makes sense. Sounds good to me. So I have a question regarding the map. (laughs) Okay, so further than the well, like, because we know the well is that little triangle. Mm -hmm. Do we see those other, like, individual like symbols on the map that are just a little bit further than that <gasps> there's a tree no those those are not on your map those are there okay okay just making sure because if they were on the map it's like well why don't we go check this shit out in the meantime too maybe it's got something to do with something rick 
you do know not on, not only did you know about uh, Lord Terwin, and you knew he was in Valinor. Mm-hmm. You also know about the soldiers on the ship yes. in Dunwich that they're they're supposed to be Vexish soldiers. Yeah. So, uh, wait, the soldiers were on the ship, or were they on the shore? Remember, the so- she told you the soldiers came onto the ship and took certain people off, but the slavers did not get paid for them. However, every time it happened, when they returned to Valinor, Lord Terwin would hand over a bunch of money. So she thought they were connected. And you found out they were Vex's soldiers when you showed Karina what you had saw. I will relay everything that doesn't involve Karina. <laughs> Oh. Wait, why is that? Do you not... Uh, I thought... Uh, because there are two people in this room that shouldn't know that I'm, I left town. Left town. Because Karina's in the cove. Yeah? Rick's not allowed to leave town. He just hadn't bothered to tell y'all that. Yeah. Oh, and we don't know that. Okay, yeah. okay. I was. I thought... Because, uh, okay. Uh, Meta information. Yeah, yeah, no, I thought, I thought, no, I thought it was in character stuff that you still didn't want to be around Karina at all. No, he that that ship has sailed. Ha, 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 Yeah, you can always take them elsewhere to talk to them if you want to fill them in on the whole story. Yeah, that can wait. It'd be really fucking suspicious if I did it right now and be like, hey, sure. we should go talk about this elsewhere. Yeah, <laughs> come to my basement lair. That is probably where he'd take you. Like the the top is like the top two thirds of his house is still like just relatively <laughs> used. Well, the, the top two thirds of his house are Avaris. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, actually, yeah. Uh, since about another day is, oh no, we're still early morning. So, it's, so I, I guess to establish further, so she has she been just moving her own stuff in and just decorating, or just moving her stuff in to have it in a place? Well, like, she hasn't decorated anything, and honestly, she doesn't have much. Everything she had was in the end. Uh, yeah. Um, she has taken over the master bedroom, because she told Rick he didn't need to sleep, so he didn't need it. <laughs> um, but... So, like, yeah, she she just is treating the house as a ground. That's the reason her brother and her best friend are sitting here right now. Gotcha. And if they don't bother him, he doesn't quite care. Because, yeah, he basically uses the basement at this point. He hasn't gotten enough stuff yet to overflow out into the other floors. And he likes the benefits of Ari being there. There are many benefits of Ari being there. One of which is I have liquid metal calcium <laughs> why because she's if it, teaching she, yeah she's teaching alchemy. him alchemy and he asked if she could make it okay for, for some reason I, I, liquid metal calcium made me think of metal bones you making a fucking terminator no metal calcium if you make it contact with moisture it explodes you scare me so liquid metal calcium is just metal calcium that will more uh, more happily enter materials into which moisture might be had. You scare me. Rick's the Unabomber. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's all we need now. It's just another Rick theory. Just another Rick theory. <laughs> it's Hashtag a Rick thing. Just another Rick theory. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Dusters Podcast. My name is Don. I'm the voice of Brigord. I'm the GM in the Starfinder Homebrew Adventure Hexgrid Heroes. On the other side of the GM screen, I play Cory in Pokemon Seicho and Peleus in Ashes and Alamancy. I also like to sit around and talk with my friends about how horror movies can be used in a haunted house setting. And for that, check out Fountain of Fear. All of these podcasts can be found at hexgridheroes.com. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this episode. I'm Brian, the voice of Russell Clark, and I swear I'm not that much of an ass in real life. I just play one in podcast. 
In real life, I run Action Forge, a tabletop RPG YouTube channel where we dive into all sorts of topics. If you want to learn more, head over there and check it out. Also, if you want updates on all my various projects and some awesome tabletop RPG memes, go ahead and check me out over at Twitter where I'm at Action Forge. They took to the stars and became stars. So it says here you're from another galaxy? Yeah, Milky Way. I don't think I'm ever going to get used to saying that. A band that influenced entire galaxies. Sector 8, let's make some... Until their inevitable downfall. Fuck you, and fuck you too, Switzerland. Thanks for having my fucking back. Now, 20 years later, they find themselves unpleasantly reunited. James, what are you doing here? We had an entire motherfucking galaxy and you show up on this place. In a place where things are not what they expected. One of our staff members just happened to go missing this morning and uh, I kind of had Travis? I understand. Why the uh, fuck do you have a guitar? (laughs) LCP D&D presents Odyssey, a musical actual play adventure set in space using the Savage World system. Listen in by searching for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast platform or find us at lcpdnd.com. If you'd like to become a patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our Tee Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And this is Last Call, so finish your drinks, and we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>